Okay, welcome to the vocabulary lesson for the Cafe Puccini article. Let's get started. First word, immigrants. I mentioned that North Beach was a neighborhood for Italian immigrants in the past, and still a little bit today. Immigrants are people who come to a new country to live. So if uh, Italians come to America and they want to live in America, then they are immigrants. If Mexicans come to America and they want to live here, they are immigrants. All right. Next, uh, we see the word literary. Literary. I mentioned that North Beach served as the center. It was the center of San Francisco's literary renaissance. Literary means um, about writing and books, having to do with writing and books. So writing and books is literary. So. Back in the 1950s and 60s, uh, San Francisco had a lot of good writers and famous writers. So the literary uh, movement, the literary scene, the literary situation here was very good. And that next word, renaissance, I said San Francisco's literary renaissance. A renaissance is a time, a time period, when there is a lot of art and science. So the art improves a lot, uh, or there, there's a lot of great art coming from one city or one country or one area. Um, for example, in history, we talk about the Italian Renaissance back in the uh, 1500s, 1600s. So suddenly in Italy, there was a lot of great art. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo. So that time period we call the Renaissance, the Italian Renaissance. So you can also have a literary renaissance, a writing renaissance. So San Francisco had one in the 50s and 60s. All right. And then I mentioned that those writers at the time, they, the, the beat writers, challenged the conservative society of America. So we have two words here in this paragraph, actually. Conservative and liberal. They're usually seen as opposites, and they have a political meaning. Uh, conservative means someone who does not like change someone who wants to keep things as they are, or maybe even return to the past. And a liberal usually has the idea of want, someone who wants to change, who wants to improve. And usually we're talking about society. So a conservative wants to keep society the same as it is or as it was. And a liberal wants to change society, make it better. Okay, so uh, at the time, uh, American society in the 50s was very conservative. People didn't like change. They wanted everyone to be normal and the same. And the Beat writers, this group called the Beats, they challenged that. They went against it. So in this case, to challenge means to disagree with or to fight against. So the Beats fought against. They disagreed with the conservative society of America in the 50s. They were very liberal. And they helped create San Francisco's liberal culture. All right, uh, next, uh, next paragraph, you'll see the word, actually, the phrase, the movement. I say the focal point means the center. The focal point, the center of the movement, the beat movement, was City Lights Bookstore, owned by anarchist poet Lawrence Ferlinghetti. When we talk about, when you, ha when you have the, the movement, the movement, it usually means some kind of change in society a big change in society, or it's a group of people trying to change society. So we talk about 
the beat movement. It means we had these writers, but then a lot of people joined these writers, and they all were trying, working together to change American society. We call that a movement. When a large group of people joined together to change something, maybe in art, maybe in society, then we call it a movement or the movement. Okay, so the beat movement was very strong in San Francisco. Um, and the owner of City Lights Bookstore was anarchist, was an anarchist poet. He was an anarchist. An anarchist is a kind of political philosophy, you know, like communism or, uh, I don't know, capitalism, I guess it's economic. But anyway, an anarchist uh, is against authority and control. Anarchists believe that um, people should not control other people. People should basically be free and uh, interact, uh, communicate equally as equals. It's it's a it's a, it's more complicated than that, but that's the simple that's the simple version. All right, and then uh, I said that Lawrence Ferlinghetti, the anarchist poet, he made history, and his bookstore, City Lights, made history. To make history means to do something famous, do something people will remember. So they did something famous when they published Allen Ginsberg's controversial poem called Howl. This was a very big poem at the time in the 50s. It shocked a lot of people, surprised them, made them angry. It was very different. It was controversial. Something that is controversial causes disagreement. It makes people disagree. It sometimes creates a conflict. It creates arguments. For example, abortion is controversial. Many people are for abortion, for choice, very strong. Many people are against abortion, very strong. It's a controversial topic. It creates a lot of argument and conflict. All right. Next paragraph, last paragraph of the first page, we see the word wealthy, wealthier residents. It says North Beach used to be home to artists, but now it has a lot of wealthier residents. Wealthier means richer, more rich, more money. And a resident is someone who lives somewhere. So now North Beach has a lot of rich people who live there. All right, the next, the next pair, uh, sentence I say, even though the literary scene is not what it used to be, North Beach still has many family-owned cafes. Okay, a literary scene. A scene is a, it usually means a situation uh, or a group of people. We talk about the art scene in New York. It means all of the art happening in New York right now. The art scene. We might say the art scene in New York is not very good right now. It means all the artists in New York, they're not creating very good art. Or we might, we might say the writing scene, the literary scene in San Francisco is great right now. It means there are a lot of great writers at this time. So it's the situation uh, in, the, in a certain place. Okay, in, this, in the next sentence, you'll say you, I mentioned a, a list of people you find in the cafes. You'll find artists, writers, poets, entrepreneurs. An entrepreneur is a business person, but it's someone who owns their own business. They start their own business. Bill Gates is an entrepreneur. He started Microsoft. But an employee at Microsoft, someone who works there, is not an entrepreneur. So an entrepreneur does not have a boss. They are the boss. They own the company. All right, the next page, I say my favorite cafe is Cafe Puccini. 
It's named after the Italian opera composer. If you are named after someone, it means you are given the same name as someone else or another place. In this case, the owner likes opera, so he named his cafe the same name as an opera composer. Cafe Puccini. All right. And composer is someone who writes music. And then at the end of that sentence, end of that paragraph, you, you see the sentence, they hold long animated conversations in Italian. Hold in this case means have or do. We sometimes use the verb hold, to hold a conversation, for example. To hold a conversation means to have a conversation. And animated, an animated conversation, animated means a lot of movement, a lot of emotion, a lot of gestures. So it's not a calm conversation. It's an emotional conversation. They're using their hands. They're talking loudly. They have a lot of emotion. That is an animated conversation. So animated means emotional, with a lot of energy, with a lot of movement. All right. Uh, the next paragraph, you'll see the sentence, the staff never seems to mind that I stay a long time. In this case, the verb to mind means to be bothered by something or to care about something or to be upset by something. So the staff never seems to mind that I stay a long time. They never care that I stay a long time. It doesn't bother them. It's okay. Okay, finally, the last paragraph, you see the word intersection. Most of you probably know this word. An intersection is where two streets uh, cross each other or meet, or maybe more than two. So Cafe Puccini is at the intersection. It's where Columbus and Vallejo streets cross each other. Okay, Effortless English members, welcome to the mini-story for the article Cafe Puccini. All right, let's get started. Mike is a writer, but he's not a normal writer. He's a very controversial writer. Liberal people love him. Conservative people hate him. Mike is famous in the American literary scene. He helped make history by challenging Stephen King to a competition. He said to King, I am the best writer in America. I challenge you to a competition to prove who the best writer really is. Stephen King accepted. They decided to hold the competition in New York City. Both writers sat at a table with a pen, some paper, and a clock. They had only 10 minutes to write. Stephen King wrote calmly and slowly. He seemed very confident. Mike was very animated. He shook his head. He moved his feet. He smiled. He frowned. He cried and he laughed as he wrote. After 10 minutes, they finished. A group of writers read their papers. They decided that both papers were so good they could not pick a winner. Everybody else was shocked. Though there was not a clear winner, this competition started a new movement called fast writing. Suddenly, everywhere in America, writers tried to write quickly. Many writers tried to copy Mike and Stephen King's fast writing style. But, unfortunately, most of them were terrible. No one could beat 
Stephen King, and Mike. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of this uh, foolish little story and help you remember some of the new vocabulary. Let's do it again, this time with some questions. Okay, Mike is a writer, but he's not a normal writer. What kind of writer is he? Well, he's a controversial writer. Do, does everybody like his writing? No, everybody does not like his writing. Uh, does everybody hate his writing? No, everybody does not hate his writing. Do people agree about his writing? They do not. Nobody agrees. Some people really, really hate his writing, and some people really, really love his writing. It's controversial. His writing creates arguments. His writing creates disagreement. He is a controversial writer. What kind of people love his writing usually? Well, it's liberal people. Liberal people love his writing. Do conservative people love his writing? No, they do not. Liberal people love his writing. Do people who like change and new things like his writing? Yes, yes, they generally do. Liberal people, people who like change, generally love his writing. Do people who vote for the Democrats, do they usually like his writing? Well, yeah, usually. We usually think that Democrats are more liberal than Republicans in America. Um, conservative people hate his writing, and they hate him. What kind of people hate his writing? Well, conservative people hate his writing. Republicans, do they hate his writing? Yeah, most Republicans hate his writing. Does George Bush like his writing? No, 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 no. George Bush is very conservative. George Bush hates his writing. Does um, uh, Michael Moore like his writing? Yes, Michael Moore loves his writing. Michael Moore is liberal, but George Bush is very conservative. Okay, Mike is famous in the U.S., in the American literary scene. Is he famous in the German literary scene? No, no, German writers don't really know about him. Is he famous in the Mexican literary scene? No, he's not. Mexican writers don't know about him. Is he famous in the French literary scene? No, French writers, French readers, they don't know about him. Only the American literary scene, American writers, know about him. American readers know about him. He's famous in the American literary scene. Why is he famous? What did he do? Well, he made history. How did he make history? What did he do that was famous? Well, he did something very famous. He helped make history by challenging Stephen King to a competition. Did he nicely ask Stephen King for a competition? No, he did not. He challenged Stephen King, right? He kind of disagreed with him. He said, let's have a competition. Let's have a fight. He challenged Stephen King to a competition, a writing competition. He said to King, I am the best writer in America. I challenge you to a competition to prove who the best writer is. So he's challenging. He's asking for a competition. He's asking for a fight. He's challenging him. King accepted. King said yes. They decided to hold the competition in New York City. To hold, in this case, means to have or to do. So they decided to do the competition in New York City. They decided to have the competition in New York City. They decided to hold the competition in New York City. Where did they hold the competition? They held the competition in New York City. Did they hold the, the competition in San Francisco? No, they did not hold the competition in San Francisco. They held it in New York City.
past tense, held. Both writers sat at a table with a pen, some paper, and a clock. They each had only 10 minutes to write something great. Stephen King wrote calmly and slowly. He was not animated. However, Mike was very animated. Did Mike move his body a lot when he wrote? Yes, yes, he did. He was very animated. He shook his head. He moved his feet. Was his face animated when he wrote? Yes, his face was also very animated when he wrote. He smiled. He frowned. He moved his face a lot, a lot of facial gestures. So his face was very animated. His body was very animated. Uh, what else did he do that was animated? Well, he cried, he laughed, he made noise, he was moving his body. Mike is a very animated writer. When he writes, he makes a lot of gestures, he moves his body, he makes noise. He's an animated writer. Stephen King is not an animated writer. Stephen King writes calmly. He's very quiet when he writes. Stephen King is not animated when he writes. After 10 minutes, what happened? Well, they finished their competition. They finished writing. And then another group of writers read their papers. They read what they wrote. But they could not pick a winner. Both of the writing, both of the pieces of paper, both of the stories were so great, they could not pick a winner. Everybody was shocked. However, there was no clear winner, but this competition made history. It was very famous. It started a new movement called fast writing. Did it start a small movement? No, it started a big movement. It means a lot of people copied what they did. Was this a famous movement? Yes, it was a famous movement. It means a lot of people followed this technique of fast writing. It became a movement. Large numbers of writers began to do this. It became a big movement, an international movement. It went from America to Mexico to Canada to Europe. Soon, every writer in all these countries was trying to write fast, trying to write quickly. It became a big movement, a new movement in writing. Many writers tried to copy Mike and Stephen King's fast writing style. However, no one could beat them. All the fast writing in all these countries in this big movement, most of it was terrible. Only Mike and Stephen King were good. All right, let's go back to the beginning one more time and listen again. Mike is a writer, but he's not a normal writer. He's a very controversial writer. He creates a lot of conflict, a lot of argument with his writing. He's a controversial writer. Liberal people love him. People like Michael Moore or John Kerry or other liberals, environmentalists, labor union people they all love his writing conservative people hate his writing george bush hates his writing uh, republicans hate his writing fox news hates his writing okay mike is famous in the american literary scene he's not famous in the french literary scene or the mexican literary scene he's only famous to american writers and american readers he's famous in the american literary scene he helped make history by challenging Stephen King to a competition. He made history. He did something famous by challenging Stephen King to a competition. He said to King, I am the best writer in America. I challenge you to a competition to prove who the best writer is. He asked him for a competition. He asked him for a fight. He challenged him. King said yes. King accepted. 
they decided to hold the competition in New York City. They did not hold the competition in Maine, where Stephen King lives. They held the competition in New York City. Both writers sat at a table with a pen, some paper, and a clock. They wrote for 10 minutes, and only 10 minutes, very quickly. Stephen King was not animated when he wrote. He was very calm. He wrote slowly. However, Mike was, was very animated when he wrote. He moved his body. He shook his head. He moved his feet. He smiled. He frowned. He laughed. He cried. He wrote very quickly. He was very animated when he wrote. After 10 minutes, they both finished. And the judges, the group of writers, the referees, read both papers. Both stories were fantastic. In fact, they were so good, they could not pick a winner. They decided both of them won. Everybody was surprised and shocked. This made history. It was a famous competition. And it created a new movement. It started a new literary movement, a new writing movement. Lots of people copied their style and tried to write quickly. Writers all over America started writing very fast. Writers in other countries started writing very fast. It became a big movement. However, most people in the movement, most writers in this movement, were very bad writers. None of them could match. None of them could beat Mike and Stephen King. All right, please stop your iPod now and try to repeat this story. Tell this story out loud so you can hear it to yourself. You don't need to say every word correctly. However, try to use the new vocabulary correctly. So don't memorize the story. Just tell the general story, but use the new vocabulary. See if you can remember how to use it correctly. If you have trouble, if you can't do it, listen again, and then try again to tell the story yourself. Okay, I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Cafe Puccini. My favorite spot in San Francisco is Cafe Puccini, located in the North Beach neighborhood of the city. North Beach has a long and interesting history. It was originally the neighborhood for Italian immigrants in the city, and even today it has many Italian people, cafes, and restaurants. As a kid, the famous baseball player, Joe DiMaggio, lived in North Beach. The most famous period for the neighborhood, however, was in the late 1950s and the 1960s, when North Beach served as the center of San Francisco's literary renaissance. In particular, North Beach was home to the beat writers and poets. The beats developed a new, free, open style of writing. They also challenged the conservative society of America in the 1950s and helped create San Francisco's uniquely liberal culture. Many credit the beats as the fathers and mothers of the 1960s cultural renaissance in America. Among the most famous beat writers were Jack Kerouac, Allen Ginsberg, and Gary Snyder, all of whom lived in North Beach at various times in their lives. The focal point of the movement was City Lights Bookstore, owned by the anarchist poet Lawrence Ferlinghetti. In the 1950s, City Lights made history when they published Allen Ginsberg's controversial poem, Howl, which shocked mainstream Americans at the time. Soon after, Jack Kerouac followed with his books On the Road and The Dharma Bums, and the beat movement was born. Ferlinghetti is still the owner of the bookstore, and City Lights is still a popular independent publisher. And North Beach is still home to artists and writers, 
although it has become much more expensive and now attracts wealthier residents as well as tourists. Even though the literary scene is not what it used to be, North Beach still has many family-owned cafes. You'll find artists, writers, poets, entrepreneurs, musicians, business people, and tourists relaxing together in them. My favorite is Cafe Puccini, which is named after the Italian opera composer. The cafe owner is Italian. He often plays opera music, and every day he sits at a table in the back and chats with his friends. They hold long, animated conversations in Italian, adding to the music of the place. I go to that cafe often. Usually, I get a mocha, find a small table, and then write articles for Effortless English. Sometimes I study a little Spanish or Japanese. Sometimes I read. Sometimes I just watch the people walk by the windows. The staff never seems to mind that I stay a long time. They are always friendly. On sunny days, I sit at a table on the sidewalk, but now, during the winter, I stay indoors. If you get a chance to visit San Francisco, stop by Cafe Puccini. It's located near the intersections of Columbus and Vallejo streets in North Beach. Be sure to bring a book by Kerouac or Ginsburg. Sit, enjoy the opera music, and relax for a while. No one will hurry you.